0: Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in their new facility in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life, and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation.
1: Yes, welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Keith Radke, one of the OGs with Pastor Steve Pearson for the show. We have 184 episodes that you can listen to, podcast. <laughs> uh, you'll hear me, you'll host Steve, you'll hear all sorts of guests, all sorts of topics. Go to ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, or you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you listen to your podcast. just look up Shouts of Grace Radio, and uh, we would love... Uh, to have uh, you continue with us in this conversation. So Shouts of Grace Radio is uh, is uh, a ministry of yours, Pastor Steve. God has used you in many different ways for the kingdom and for the gospel, and Shouts of Grace Radio is just one part of that. Um, we're thankful for the partnership of Key Radio to make this possible um, and thankful for the internet um, so people can <laughs> listen. Um, but, you know, ministry takes place... Uh, Person to person, right? One on one, small groups of people, relationships, and uh, you know, you're currently the pastor of Redemption Hill Church uh, in Eagle Mountain. You guys have a new building. Praise God for His provision. That's fantastic. Um, And so, some people, you know, if they just are meeting you, they'll be like, "Wow, Steve, you know, you've kind of you've done a lot. You've you've uh, you've experienced a lot of things and but there's always a story behind that, right? Yeah. So yeah. Y- you told us in our last conversation about how you came to faith in Christ and how you be- began to grow. You mentioned a little bit about beginning to serve in your local church. Um, tell us a little bit about how God showed you or led you, uh, you know, uh, to the ministry. How, how you knew you were called to serve Him as a pastor, as a preacher of the gospel, as a Bible teacher, and and then we'll we'll talk a little bit about where. Uh, mm. you
2: are now. Yeah. My first real lesson of ministry came on the front porch of a house in La Mirada, California. Um, I was asked to teach a young adult study for, I was going to a Calvary chapel at the time. And this was a, a Baptist guy who'd, you know, they were mentors of ours. And he said, well, I've got a young adults you know, group that meets on Friday nights. I'd love for you to teach it. And so it had about 25 young adults that came and I started teaching it and it slowly went down to about eight. So I found a way to destroy something that was quite, (laughs) quite powerful and good. And I remember one night being, and I would have these visions, they had this beautiful home and this pool in the backyard. And I just would have these visions of us building a platform over the pool to put a bunch of chairs and, you know, kind of having like, like a Harvest Crusade, Greg Laurie ministries and just this, cause, cause you know, I, I wasn't discipled. And so I, I really thought ministry was about me. And I thought, right. you know, like, like any young person getting into it, if you don't get into it with strong discipleship, then you come in with a lot of you know, self motivations. Right. And so I remember sitting one day being discouraged on the front porch and, um, and just thinking, man, I've really ruined this. It's like eight people now. And, and I was, didn't even want to come anymore, you know? And I remember the Holy spirit spoke to me very directly and said, if you're not willing to minister to eight as the same way you would 800, then you are not in this for the right reason. Wow. These are my sheep. And, and it was a, it was something where God took possession in my mind, God took possession of something I thought I owned. like yeah. I, like a day where people were, were mine. and God just for the first time said, I own them. They're mine. They're bought with my blood. They're not bought with your blood. It was profoundly humbling because I remember just thinking, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I'm so messed up in my thinking. And so I started, that started to change, you know, um, short, short, shortly after um, I was, i have been on staff at, at Calvary Chapel Downey as a kind of a, a maintenance guy for about, you know, five years. And then I started doing youth and then the youth pastor was leaving to start a church in Colorado. And um, the pastor just, you know, invited me and in. he said, hey, he goes, I got my ground to the year. My ear to the ground and somebody's telling me that they think you should replace him. You know, I, well, by this time I was in apologetics and so youth was beneath me. Right. right? And right, I was right, like, why well, right. I, I ain't going to do youth ministry, junior hires. I mean, give me a break, man. I'm, you know, and so, and so God once again humbled me and it was like, you know, you need to go into youth ministry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need to learn how to, how to teach the Bible in a way where a junior hire could understand it. Wait till I give you some junior hires. You ain't ever experienced life till you had that. So I went in and I was a junior, junior high pastor for, you know, about five years and God taught me so much about myself. I loved it. I didn't want to leave. I'm like God, you. This is exactly what I mean. I have the personality that meets with them. This is wonderful. I learned so much. And and then God gave me the call to come to Utah. And it just became okay. Well, this is the next step. We had started developing a burden to start a church. I kind of wanted to do something in Arizona where it was hot because I didn't like the cold. And so God said, "Well, the cold. We're going." And so He, t- <laughs> <laughs> he took me to Utah. You know. Um, and so we landed. Um, at a, at a church um, in Utah, in, in, um, in Utah County. And we were there for 10 years. um, And then God started stirring our heart again. And then I saw some, unfortunately, some of the, some of the more um, unfortunate and damaging things of ministry. Um, And, you know, we can, we can talk about, you know, some of that stuff because I think it's, it's pertinent to our story at Redemption Hill, but um, it, it put me in a very different place with a ministry mindset, yeah, um, and I just remember, for the first time in what I felt there to be a call in my life in California, I felt lost. I mm. felt like because I had put my trust somewhere along the line in ten years here at Utah, I'd put my trust and hope in man's ability. To fulfill a call that I had in my life. And I started to um, think that somehow, um, you know, man had the keys to the kingdom for me. And it led me to espouse things that I shouldn't have, uh, to not speak up when I should have. Um, and ultimately what ended up happening is when, when we left that church, it was just a, it it was devastating to me and my wife personally, because all of our friends were there and and we were shunned. It really turned out to be an extremely toxic environment. I think, I, I think now, you know, it's seven years behind me, so I think I can talk in a way that's fair because it was it was a great church at you know in the beginning at times and then I think you know we got to be careful because we as as leaders and as pastors we got to keep our hearts square with God because right. we can very easily right. go off um and I think that was the case here and, and and there's a lot of things that happened that 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 proved out out to be true but we were just kind of lost Keith we mm. were like, man Lord like we, did you really call us and right. and so we ended up at risen life we ended up at a church in Salt Lake City God hooked me up through a you know, the Southern Baptist convention. I mean, it was funny because I wasn't Baptist. I didn't grow right, up Baptist right. and I wasn't Southern and I couldn't stand the Southern, Southern teams, you know, that beat up on the <laughs> Western teams all the time in the football. And, and so this guy just calls me out of the blue and Michael Cooper, I'm like, Michael Cooper from the Lakers. No, very different Michael Cooper. So we started getting together. And, and as we did for four months, I just, I was at this other church during the time and I was going through some things mentally and, and God, I was just praying, God, I pray you change my heart. You change this other pastor's heart. Are yeah. you, Would do and fulfill this call a different way. And so, about nine months in, God hooks me up with this this church planning catalyst from the Southern Baptist Convention and the North American Mission Board. And and I'm like, I'm confused because I'm like, but it's not Calvary Chapel, Lord. I grew up in Calvary Chapel. I mean, do you understand? You've been here the whole time. Right. You know? And, And then God just reminded me, you prayed change his heart, change your heart, or do this a different way. Here's the way. Here's and, way. And and it was just a rich moment. And it added so much more to my faith because I had been shielded from the greater mission of the body of Christ. I didn't know there was people like this existed. They actually yeah. wanted to help me plant a church. I'm like, well, I thought the way you plant a church is you, you leave the church you have, you have a fallout with your pastor and you go do it anyway. And 20 years later, you're reconciled and there's two churches and a lot of hurt people. Like that's That was my church planting method. Right. And I found there was a whole community of believers that actually wanted to expand God's kingdom, wow. not their own. Wow. And it, it changed my perspective about so many things. So the fact, to the point where I'm like, I want to do this, God, I want to be about your kingdom. And, and then we, you and I hooked right, up and you, right. you kind and of was came going from a similar the same conversation
1: yeah. with God. Like, yeah, man, I thought you called me to Utah. And, yeah. and that is where I had to learn as you did. It's like, well, who called you? God yeah. called you. God called me. It wasn't a church, it wasn't a denomination, it wasn't a pastor. Yeah. It was the creator of the universe called us to glorify him with our lives. Yeah. And and very specifically to to glorify him with our lives in pastoral ministry.
2: But the thing I struggled with Keith, I think the hard thing was is I'd been brought up, and I even believe this too, to a point, is I've been brought up to believe that, look, if, if God's going to use you, he's going to call you out of the church you're in, right? right? And, and, and you're going to have the favor of the leaders and all that stuff. And, and so I think that's what I had anticipated. But I also understand this, that you know, the psalmist says when God called Abraham and Sarah, he called them alone. Yeah, he and, did. And, and there are situations where I think it's it's not the norm, it's not ideal, but there are situations where, like the one that I was in, there was no way that was going to happen. Yeah. And so God was calling me to take a step of faith and to depart from that. And I ultimately did go to 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 Risen Life, right. and I got that very thing because they actually sent us out, and we're a church plant of, of, right. of, of Risen Life. But it was hard because I felt like I was turning my back on, on what was a pedigree and, and kind right. of in me. And, and I had to get over that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It's the kingdom. It, yes. it, it, it's not, it's not this street in the kingdom. It's the kingdom. And God changed my mentality right. to where when you and I met and we got hooked up, I mean, it was your heart to plant a church. And I was just like, yeah, let's, l- let's right, do it. Right. You know,
1: yeah and and I think that's that's something we talk about a little bit more on the other side of the break is how professional the ministry has become mm. in our in our modern context and how we think of of hierarchy and process and you just got to put in your time you got to prove yourself you know you'll get recognized by the right people you know you'll go from from college to the pros you know yeah. that that whole kind of an approach but God works very differently when he calls people and once we get a hold of that then we see the 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 vast landscape of of partners, of co-laborers, of mm. churches, of, of associations and denominations who are just about the kingdom. Yeah. And when you get that kingdom mindset, it really makes all the difference. Well, we're talking with Pastor Steve Pearson here on Shouts of Grace Radio, hearing his story about how God called him to the ministry. We'll be back in a
0: minute. You're listening to Shouts of Grace, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill or Pastor Steve, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. That's Utah. .church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, and Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org. Now let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's broadcast. Well,
1: thanks for joining us here on Shouts of Grace Radio. In case you're just joining us, this is Keith Radke, one of the OGs for the show, and uh, glad to be here with, with you, Steve, here in the studio. So, Steve, you're talking to us about just the calling and having the calling, being confident in it, watching God work in you, and then getting to that place in your life where you were confused. You just didn't know what was next. And I think that's probably one of the things that can be the most discouraging for somebody, and I think why so many pastors and missionaries and, and other types of ministry leaders, they actually quit. Because mm. they don't get that uh, reinforcement of a couple of things, things like where's your calling come from right It mm. is god and and whose kingdom are you about? Are you trying to build your own, you build your churches build your denominations or are you about building god 's kingdom. God brought a couple of key people into your life that you you mentioned that. who should we be looking for? What does it look like when we surround ourselves with the right kind of people who are going to reinforce those, those biblical principles of calling. Because I'm thinking of 1 Corinthians 1, 26. Consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards, and not many were powerful, not many were of noble birth, but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being mm. may boast in the presence of God. Yes, no human being may boast. When God calls you, his calling is sure and then he brings people into our life to remind us of this very truth. Mm. Talk a little bit about the kind of people that God brought into your life but also how maybe somebody who's listening right now who's who's wrestling with their calling can find some confidence in God's calling in their
2: life. Yeah, let me let me back up one step real quick. Um, you know, when I came to Utah, all, you know, I came to support a church with the heart to ultimately plant one. And the truth is, I could have planted a church at that time, you know, I was yeah. in my young, mid thirties, early thirties. I could have planted a church at that time with what I knew. Right. I, from, from Calvary chapel, as far as knowing the word and the structure and everything. And, and, and who knows, who knows what would have happened, but God said, no, I mean, there, it, there, it just was clear. The thing I want to stress is it wouldn't have been the church that God wanted. You know, a lot of times what we want is okay, but the timing matters, yeah. you know, and I had to go through some things, Keith. I mean, I had to go through some painful, hurtful, betrayal. I mean, you know, again, I ain't going to get into details, but I remember there was just a time when I was going through all this mess with this church, and I, was, I, I felt like I, I had left. I'd done the right thing. I'd gone to this other church. God put some amazing people in my life. I'll talk about that in a second. And I still, you know, I felt like I was just being beat up and drilled and Mm. my reputation was being ruined and people were shunning us, great friends, friends that would have all been restored today because God is that good, right? But there was just a time when I was this outcast and I needed to go through it. I yeah. talk to pastors about this all the time. Do not despise the pain and the anguish that you go through. It's preparatory for the call that God has for you, for the church that God has for you to pastor, right? Some become pastors at 25, others become pastors at 45, you know, 47, mm-hmm. and they lead their church. But I went through such pain and it shaped who I was as a leader that I didn't I, I didn't want to pastor certain ways because of what how I was treated. That need to happen inside of me sure. for redemption heal because I just still don't have any idea who God and what God's going to send us in the future. I know this. They will, be, they, they will be sent with the preparation that that God had in my life. Right. And so one of the things that happened during that time is God hooked me up with who's my mentor to this day, a, a man named Robert Marshall, oh, you know. Same here. It, yeah. He, he, he Oddly enough, he had gone through the exact same thing that I had gone through 35 years earlier. Wow. And he was able to speak such wisdom into me to talk me off the ledge many times when I thought I was going to lose it. He brought, the Holy Spirit used him to bring self-control Control. I remember he said to me one time, I'll never, I'll never forget this. And I've said it a hundred times to other people. He said, Steve, crucifixion. I was going through anger and pain and hurt. He said, crucifixion is the only form of death you can't do to yourself. Somebody else has to put you there. Somebody else has to nail you there. And the temptation will always be come down and save yourself. Right. And, and I just, that stuck with me because I wanted to fight back. I wanted to answer. I wanted to go public. I wanted to go search out the organizations that this person was a part of and nail them. And, you know, and he brought Robert into my life and he said, let it go yeah let it go and let god be your defense That's right. and honestly I can stand before the Lord and say outside of some private conversations to set people right on some facts. I never fired back. I just let it be. You know, I even God even changed my heart to reach out to this person to try and reconcile which ended up being a train wreck. But the point is God did a work inside of my heart and he used somebody to disciple me in that. And what I found, and, and I believe this, I preach this to our staff all the time. is I said, you should have three, at least three relationships In your life, you should have someone who's mentoring you. I don't care how old you get. You should have an iron sharpens iron. Somebody who's at the same stage as you. You you and I would be an example of that. And you should have somebody you're pouring into. You should have that threefold thing. You could have more, but those three elements should be in your life. Because you need to be training people underneath you with the wisdom that God's given you. And you need other people to sharpen you that are at the same point in life, that are going through the same things. And they can say, I get it, you know. And then you always need somebody like a Robert. Who can just pull you in and say, "Brother, you're doing well, but watch out, watch yeah. out for this." And yeah. so God used him and and he's a he's a great he's actually one of the elders at our church. He's an outside elder at our church and and profound, profound wisdom in this man
1: yeah and that is something that we share uh just that relationship with robert marshall is just a a mentor to us and uh if you go to shouts of grace i think the most recent interviews uh with him are around episode 127 128 and uh, if you want to hear uh robert marshall and just the blessing that um he is with with just the wealth of 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 understanding the scripture and life experience, mm-hmm. you would definitely be blessed. So, shoutsgracereto.com. Look up. Uh, Robert and he ministers Marshall.
2: to pastors around That's around ministry, the United yeah. States, streams in the wasteland. Streams you know? in the wasteland. Uh, which
1: I, it's uh, Yeah. by the way. Um, so, you, know, you, you mentioned something that was really interesting, like crucifixion is that form uh, of, of punishment someone else has to do to you. On a positive, the calling to ministry is something that God has to do that's right for you. Like we don't call ourselves to the ministry. That's dangerous. You right. know, for a person to call themselves to anything with with a sort of confidence that somehow we can represent God. You see that in an extreme way in Simon, right? In Acts he's like, you know, let me let me pay you for this holy spirit thing you got. Yeah. And Peter's like, yeah, your money perish with you, buddy, cuz yeah. you can't buy what only God can give. How does a person know that God is calling them specifically to ministry? Now, well, this is going to have to be a conversation for another time. I'm not talking about vocational ministry. Right. Okay, you and I both know that comes and goes, right? And right. we've both been on full-time ministry. We've both uh, had to work outside of the church while doing ministry in our free time, you know? So there's something that drove you, dri- drove me, something that drives people who know this truth. What does it look like when God is the one who calls you?
2: You know, there's, it starts off with an impression that's like a nagging gnat that you kind of flying around your head and you're shooing it away because you've got a career and a life that you want to go live and make money and all that stuff. And it just keeps flying no matter how much you, you know, hit it away. It just buzzes around your head. It gets in your mind and you can't kick it. And, and so for me, I remember feeling, sensing that in California. And one day, you know, this, this, the job opportunity came up to to go on staff as a maintenance person. And my fiance at the time, you know, my wife now she nudges me. She goes, Hey, you ought to take that. I go, I ain't taking that. I'm, I'm a, I'm a construction guy, you know? And so, um, and and so God just kept bugging me and kept bugging me. And there started to become this peace. you know, scripture says, you know, don't be anxious for anything, but with prayer and supplication, make your requests, be known to God and the peace of God will rule and reign in your heart. Mm. And so what happened is I started to feel that peace and I couldn't kick it. And then I took the next step and then it happened and and the door started opening. And so I, I, I think, Keith, to just keep it really simple... Um, when God is moving you, it just never leaves your heart. You know, you just yeah. can't, you can't get away from it. And that's the type of call that endures the hardship. You know, right. if your calling will be tested, if you're called to ministry particularly as a pastor, it'll be tested, you will be put through the worst situations. And it's almost as if, you know, what's being put out there is what will it take to call to, to get you to give up? Sure. What you know, is it gonna is it gonna take somebody, you know, saying a couple bad things about you, you being all alone, you being lonely? What's it gonna take for you to give up? Because this is a this is a hard call. You are called to minister for the Lord. And and today that looks a lot different because people get into it for the for the wrong reasons. But, you know, for me it was like I never gave up and it wasn't because I was a super saint. it was because God's call was irrevocable in my life and it just endured. Right. And you can't get away from it.
1: You know, there's, there's a balance, you know, between, you know, what I believe about the free will of men and the sovereignty of God. Like, you know, Noah wasn't going to get away from God. right? <laughs> I mean, not Noah, Jonah. Jonah, Jonah was Jonah not going to get away, away from God. You know, none of these guys, Peter, he wasn't going to get away from Jesus. Like Jesus hunted him down and said, he, right. feed my sheep, right? Yep. Take care of my sheep. And we both have both experienced that in our lives. And I think it's important to get grounded in that reality. It's Jesus who calls us. It's yep. God who purposed before even the foundation of the earth that we should glorify him with our lives. And so, you know, that is the most important thing. No matter what you do, because yeah. I think that the dynamic, the look and feel of ministry will change over the years and over the decades. But the one thing that doesn't go away, it can't, you, you I, I, I'm i going to just say this boldly, you can't even mess up too far yeah. beyond God's ability to use you and to glorify you, uh, glorify him with your life. So mm-hmm. Steve, just in this last minute or so, um, just share just a word of encouragement for that person who knows that God's called them and they're looking for the next step.
2: Yeah. The next step is, I would say this, you you build an altar right where you are, right where you're at and you worship God and you wait on the Lord and he'll renew your strength. Don't get ahead of him. Don't assume because you have a call that the call means now the rest is up to you. So, so go and put yourself in the midst of everything to fulfill your call. You could find yourself ill prepared for mm. what god has and that could hurt you your family other people in the church you know I, I didn't start a church till i was 45 in my mind i thought i'm too old i'm past my prime mm. and, you know whatever and and it was all of that time that god needed to prepare me for yeah. the call that he had for me which is different than you and it's different than other people and so i would say if you feel called by god know this he will test that call he will the, the enemy will test that for sure you will be tempted what will it take to get you to walk away from this call that you believe is from God? And if you walk away from it, it just means that you probably weren't called to it. Stick. You stay and you endure whatever it takes.
1: That's right. That's good. And endurance takes patience, too. So trust the timing. Trust God's process. Steve, thank you so much for taking time of these last two episodes to share your story. Definitely blessed by you, blessed by your friendship, brother. And uh, if you uh, have a story, if you have questions, maybe we can uh, pray with you. We can chat with you more. Go to rhutah.church. Um, that's the website for Redemption Hill, uh, Utah. Also, just go to ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. You can get all the information there. This is Keith with Steve Pearson. God bless you. God bless. you being with us
0: today. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If you've been encouraged in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us here at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.